Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting edition of Wing and Clay Nation Radio. And uh, I can promise you it's going to be an exciting episode. That that I have a guarantee for you. Now, I've, I've got to, you know, as I sometimes have to do, uh, you know, all things are not rosy in, in life. And I've uh, got one of those phone calls this morning, uh, you know, that uh, I didn't ever want to get. Um I want to give you a, a tribute to um, one of America's greatest generation people. You know, um, I learned this morning of the passing of a hero, my uncle, Dr. Jonathan Swift. My Uncle Jack was a special guy. He taught me how to properly shoot a basketball. He took me bass fishing and saltwater trout fishing, and I caught my biggest largemouth bath, bass ever fishing with him. We shot clays together. We hunted together. We shot bows together. He actually bought me my first bow, a Ben Pearson longbow, and we shot fiberglass arrows. That uh, when you you launch one of those things, it looked like it looked like a banana going out across the sky. It was so heavy. And you know, but there are things about him that I didn't know until later in life, and this is really important. You know, as a college freshman, 1941. He joined the Army Air Force Aviation Cadet Program. He declined his student deferment and requested that he be sent to active duty immediately for World War II. He was trained in gunnery school. He was trained as a navigator and as a bombardier. Then he was sent to Molesworth, England, and was assigned to the 8th Air Force 303rd Bomb Group, famously known as Hell's Angels. He was commissioned as a lieutenant and was a lead bombardier in his squadron. It was there that he flew many missions in a B-17E, dropping bombs over Germany. A number of those missions were flown over Berlin. As a lead bombardier, his squadron of B-17s dropped their bombs on his call. Rest in peace, Uncle Jack. Many thanks for your service and for all the great times that we shared outdoors. You will be missed, and I promise you folks, he will be missed. He was a great, great, great guy. An orthopedic surgeon and uh, and one of the best, and um, really sad to see him go. But hey, on the, on the better things, uh, this week's show, as always, brought to you by my great sponsor partners, Negrini Cases, ESP, Electronic Shooters Protection, uh, Dogtra, Etowah Valley Game Preserve, and Etowah Valley Sporting Clays, and as always, by the Crushable Vault. You know, my buddies at the Crushable Vault, and what an absolutely great product those guys make. You know, a lot of us have expensive shotguns. We've all got really nice cases that we put those in, and Every time I throw mine in my truck, and I'm doing that tomorrow, I'm actually, uh, after this show, uh, picking up my wife late, late, late at night, driving four hours to, to go quail hunting at the Georgia Quail Invitational down in Albany, Georgia, the quail hunting capital of the world. So 
while I won't get much sleep, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of sympathy out of my listening audience either because I'm going to have some fun. But, uh, you know, the Crushable Vault, what a great product. I um, I discovered that product uh, about a year ago, and, you know, I put my, my Blosser shotgun cases in there it looks like a piece of luggage you zip it up it's all made in america you can you can double um, double strap it with uh, with the cables that that are provided one goes around the the cases where you can't ever open them the other one will actually allow you to to uh, put those cables into any locking point in your vehicle whether it be the bed of your truck the back of an suv the back seat of the car you know whatever and, uh, you know, once those things are tightened and locked in, you and only you can take those out of the out of that vehicle. So no more worries about a petty thief getting into uh, into your vehicle and taking your fine guns. So do me a favor. Check these guys out. CrushableVault.com. I think you're going to like what you see. It's a great, great, great product. And uh, if you like what you see, um, might write my name in the promo code box, put Marty in there, and you'll get an instant 10% off of uh, off of your purchase. So check them out, crushablevault.com. All right, what's going on uh, <clears throat> today? Well, we're getting close to the end of duck season. Still got a few weeks left in a lot of places. Uh, obviously, it's late season. Birds can be tough to hunt. Man, I'm, I'm getting notices from my hunting buddies all over that are, are traveling to different parts of the country and and a lot of them are coming back with uh with some pretty pretty big frowns on their faces they're not having a whole lot of success well i've got uh i've got a guy on this week that i hope is going to help uh help get us some success uh, i've got barney Caliph. Now, Barney is a three-time world duck calling champion. Now, Barney lives lives up around Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, you might know Barney from from being on Drake's Drake Waterfowl's Migration Nation television show. If you ever watched that, uh, you know he he did a great job on that show. Well, you know I know Barney from trying to beat him on that Main Street stage in Stuttgart, Arkansas, in the World Duck Calling Championship, and I can promise you. That's no easy task. Now, we're going to have Barney on here in just a couple of minutes. He's, he's holding, holding on and, and listening to what we're saying. Barney, I'll be with you in just a second, buddy. But I, I want to go over real quickly uh, the latest winging clay news, what's going on. Uh, well, <clears throat> one thing, a couple of events. I mean, the SHOT Show's coming up. And, boy, we're going to have a lot of stuff from the SHOT Show, uh, you know, here over the next coming weeks because there's so much new stuff that's going to be talked about that's being introduced. But I want you to imagine this. The SHOT Show in Las Vegas, it's only for people in the industry, so the public can't go. But there'll be 60,000 people there. It's 692,000 square feet of exhibit space. Folks, that is 16 acres of hunting and shooting products. If you don't think that's eye-opening, you know, think again. Well, that's coming up January 21 to 24 out in Las Vegas. And as I said, we'll have a report from there with lots of information on new products. Uh, the Houston Safari Club coming up, uh, you know, just after that, uh, their national convention, January 24 to 26th, Great American Outdoor Show, one of the largest outdoor consumer shows in the country, and you can go to that, is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, February 1st through the 9th, and then finally the uh, SCI show in Reno uh, coming up uh, the 5th through the 8th of February. <clears throat> now, what's going on in the industry? Well, real quick, um, National Sporting Clays National Skeet, they've announced that they've got a uh, – 
got a scholarship program, 2500 bucks that they are making available to um, a lucky high school senior. And you just go to their website. I would go to mynsca.com, and uh, you'll find all the information there. And, uh, you know, for those of you who, who are competitive shooters, uh, you know, they, they do take a look at, uh, at whether the kids are, are competitors too, but they've got 2500 bucks that they're going to be giving uh, to two students, one through National Skeet and one through National Sporting Clay. So that's something that um, that's coming up. The deadline for that to getting in on that is March 1st. Now, one other thing that I, <clears throat> or two other things that I saw, um, Winchester air rifles. Now, you know, a lot of people didn't know Winchester made air rifles, and actually those air rifles are made by Daisy, but they've got the Winchester name on them. Well, here's what they've done, and Winchester, I, I'll give them credit for this. They've got a Model 12 pump BB gun. Now, this is really cool because it has a 14-inch length to pull, so it's going to be big enough where these kids, you know, can get a real feel like it's like it's a real gun. And it's a, this is a great way to, to start a youngster to teach him nice instinctive shooting. Now, the you know, the gun's going to be obviously going to come with a with a with a sight on it, you know. And, you know, sometimes I'll tell people just, you know, knock the sights off and just shoot it like a shotgun. But it, uh, it it's, it's not extremely high powered. It'll shoot 350 feet per second, you know, like any standard Daisy BB gun will. So it's perfectly acceptable for the young, young, young kids to really get them started the right way. Winchester Model 12 Pump BB gun. Now, that's really cool. And then finally, and this is something Barney and I will talk about uh, here in a few minutes, uh, my buddies at Mojo, they've got some new things coming out that uh, that are really cool, actually. Um uh, they've got uh, they've got these mini goose flags. You know, they came out with this little thing called a flock of flicker, and it sits down on the ground, and you, you get a half dozen of them, and and it's intermittent um, spins, you know, down on the ground. So from up in the air, it looks like the the birds down on the ground flapping their wings, and so that worked great with the ducks. Now they've got it for for geese as well. And, uh, you know, through the testing, I talked to Terry Denman, who I had on the show here, uh, you know, last year. Terry's the, the uh, president and owner of, uh, of Mojo, and he said that it, it worked with great, great success. So, And I'm sure it did, or they wouldn't put it on the market. Uh, one other thing that they've got, they've got a new auto swimmer. Now, you know, I'm a big believer in putting motion in decoys any way that I can so that the, the water moves where it looks like you've got – You've got duck swimming and, and feeding and all of that. Well, what they've done now, they've got a they've got something that realistically will take the take the place of a jerk string. And that uh, that's kind of exciting because, you know, sometimes using that jerk string, if you're not careful, uh, you know, the birds can can pick your arm up moving or something like that, and then you're then you're found. But uh, you know, this new deal, the auto swimmer. Uh, you know, lets these decoys move around and gives you waves. And I think, the, you know, the cords on them are like eight feet long. So they're constantly moving and turning and twisting. And, and um, you know, from what I hear, they, they're going to give you plenty of motion on the water. And, uh, and you know, if you've got that, you're going to be in great shape. All right. And finally, <clears throat> with what's going on, uh, North American FITAS uh, clay target event last week was won by Joe Fenizzi up in uh, from Quail Creek Plantation down in Florida. I designed the first clay course at that place, and and uh, you know Joe's had had an opportunity to to be good, and I can tell you he is remarkably good. I mean, uh, this young man just beat 220 
two other shooters, including some national and world champions. Uh, and he is uh, 16 years old, maybe just turning 17. Uh, but uh, keep an eye out for him. He's going to be really, really, really good. Uh, he shot 190 out of 200 targets. And if you don't know, FITASC is exceptionally difficult. It's more like real hunting, and it's really hard. Uh, second place was Gavin Miles. Glad to see Gavin back. He took a year off uh, uh, to do some things, uh, you know, with uh, you know, with with his religious beliefs. And I'm all for that, Gavin. You know, glad to have you back, buddy. Brad Kidd Jr., who we had on the show. Um, uh, also last year, uh, Brad uh, came in third uh, at 188. So they were, all those guys were right there together. But uh, I'm telling you, that's that's some shooting by that young man. And you know, most of the clay events now going on in Florida and Arizona. Well, you know, if it works for Major League Baseball, where they're doing all the spring training, it works for clay target shooters too, because that uh, they want to go where the weather is warm. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my buddy Barney Califf on here right now, and I can tell you what, I talked to him earlier today, and evidently the weather is not warm where Barney lives. So Barney Califf, three-time world duck calling champion, welcome to Winging Clay Nation, buddy. Thank you, Marty. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I mean, you you, you told me today I, I was I was having a bite of lunch, and I walked out. I told Barney I was going to call him about 1 o'clock his time, so I walked out, and and uh, and I said, boy, I'm enjoying this 80-degree weather. And he said, well, it's three here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that, 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 that has a tendency to lock those birds down pretty good if, if you had any up there. But, uh, um, you know, when, when Barney and I were in Oklahoma with, uh, with the Mossy Oak folks uh, a week or so ago. And, uh, and, and, you know, of course, we were beset with that same warm weather. And, and, and you know, we cussed and fussed and scratched our heads and wondered, you know, where all the ducks were. And, uh, you know, when we were told, and, you know, you've heard this before, right, Barn? Boy, there were lots of them here yesterday. Of course, I think we saw the video that there that they were, but uh, uh, it, didn't, it didn't happen that way. But, but welcome, buddy. Listen, I'm glad to have you. Um, Tell me a little bit about Barney. Just give me the, you know, give me a little minute of background on Barney so that you can introduce yourself. The background would be uh, I'm a waterfowler, uh, guiding the wolf, been hunting ducks since I was 16, and I'm almost 61. So I've been at it for 45 years. Uh, one thing I'll say, I'm not the stubborn old type. I learn something every day I go out, and I make myself be open-minded and pay attention to detail. So I do learn something and it's made mm-hmm. me a lot better waterfowler. I'll guarantee it. Well, I can, I can attest to that. And, and, uh, you know, nobody knows at all. And as soon as you think you do, uh, those ducks will let you know that you don't. And then uh, everybody's <laughs> looking at you like, well, you know, what, what the heck happened here? <laughs> well, yes, know, sir. Yes, uh, sir. It, it gets, it gets a little crazy now, you know, and, and Barney, now you and I both, we went through the same thing. You more so than I, uh, <clears throat> you know, you've been eight times in the top 10 in the world, 13 times, uh, you know, state and regional titles, you know, things like that. Uh, um, what got, what got you into contest calling? I, I, I'm assuming maybe the love for duck hunting. Exactly. Uh, I remember I first got into duck hunting. A buddy, a high school buddy of mine took me out, and this is crazy. We shot a coot, a green wing teal, and a snow goose, and <laughs> I was hooked. Uh, I remember thinking how cool it was to smell the, the muck when you're stirring the bottom up. That smell just got me. The uh-huh. sunrise, all the ambiance about waterfowling, 
And of course, then I got to get a duck call because you're going to be hunting ducks. So I got a call, and one day the fellow down down the line from me was killing duck, and I could hear him call, and it was good. So uh, I walked down, I introduced myself, and I said, "Man, what the heck are you doing? I want to do that." And he gave me a guy's name. I went and bought a call and some instruction, and went from there. Um, the the competition aspect of it was me wanting to extend my duck season year round. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah, and that, and and you know, I think that a lot of us kind of fall into that same trap, if you will. And I say trap because it, you know, it is it is actually a lot of fun, and you meet a lot of really cool people, and and a lot of those guys become your friends. And next thing you know, you've got more places to hunt than you ever thought you were going to have, and uh, <laughs> it, and so it's actually pretty good. I mean, I I you, I got no complaints about ever being being a contest duck caller because I've met some really, really, really cool people. And, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and the thing that, you know, that, that really, really kind of set with me was you won it, you won the world three times. I, I know how difficult that is. You know, I've been, I've been there five times and I never won it. I came close, but I, but I never won it. And, you know, almost everybody there is good because you've got to be a champion caller number one. So you've got to have, you got to have, you know, good judges that like what you're doing. But, but one of the things, you know, and I heard, you know, you played me one of your routines when we were out in Oklahoma and, you know, it, it kind of took me back to how good that actually sounded because it really had a lot of duck sound in it. You know, most people that listen to a duck calling contest, they're like, you know, crap, nobody would ever call a duck like that. Yep. So, you know, just uh, yeah. In, in your opinion, you know, where where have we gone? I mean, what you know, it, it's it's changed so much over the years, and you know, like you said to me, you said Marty, I probably couldn't win with that now unless you were judging because you <laughs> you like that, and and I do like that. But but sure. just just out of curiosity, you know, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, where where have we gone in this, and and uh, and and where do you potentially see the future? You know, I don't want to sound like a, a crusty old fart, but I'm I'm going to. I liked what was being presented back when you and I were basically just getting into it. I started my mm-hmm. first uh, my world championship in '84 was the first time, mm-hmm. and I remember my buddy down at R&T, Jimbo Ronquist. He said, and this really struck home with me. He goes, "We didn't know who you guys were, but we we could tell by your calling that you guys were duck hunters," and that's the difference to me anyway, between back then and what it's morphed into, there were a lot more realistic duck sounds being blown then versus now. Yeah. I, I think what has happened back then, uh, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way. There was a lot more individualism. Guys were trying to, to uh, get their routines and get things polished in, in their style. Today, it seems like uh, you're trying to mimic the guy uh, in front of you. So it's kind of a note for note thing. And essentially what it's turned the contest into is whoever makes a mistake loses instead of whoever well, well, does something well, really good win. And you, I, I you hate know, to see that, but I, I think that's the case. Well, and, and you're right, Bonnie. And, and, and you know, and, and as I look at it, you know, one of the, one of the drawbacks is the fact that we've got so much ability now electronically to to hear this stuff i mean we you know everybody's got a routine on you know you and you play all the contests on online i mean you can go look you know okay here's a guy that won okay well i need to sound like that guy 
No, you really, you know, I'm like, I'm like you. You really need to sound like how you want to sound and let the chips fall where they fall. You know, otherwise, yeah. it's everybody doing exactly the same thing. And, you exactly know, right. and I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's hard to judge a contest now for me. Uh, and keep in mind, I've not blown in a routine since uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. So certainly I'm outdated uh, as far as techniques now. But I know what a good routine sounds like, as do you. You and I talked about it last week in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear that, as much of that. There's certainly some really good callers out there, don't get me wrong, uh, and some good duck sounds, but not like back then. Uh, well, and again, it's a, it's a style change, and I, I totally accept it, but it just makes it harder to judge a contest because essentially when I'm back there, I've not judged enough to know uh, individual sounds. I can't pick right. anybody out, so I'm impartial, certainly. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over and over, and I, I have a tough time differentiating uh, callers because of that. Yeah. But well, one and, thing and, for sure, if I hear somebody blow a real nasty six or, uh, five or six note hen greeting in that routine, he's certainly going to get my attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yeah, and me, because, I, you know, I'm I'm wanting to hear duck. And uh, and since we want to hear duck, we, um, I'm going to take a quick break here uh, <clears throat> on on my dime. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about your duck call line, Bonnie. So uh, hold on just a second, folks. Hey, you know what? If you're an upland bird hunter, and I bet some of you are, you know, there's a good chance you've got your own hunting dog. Well, There's nothing more pleasurable than watching that well-trained companion do his thing in the field. And for more than 30 years, Dogtra has been building the best e-collars for remote training, for GPS tracking. You can even track 21 dogs at one time with that tracking collar that they make. Beeper collars that help you locate your dog, your pointing dog, in high cover. No bark collars when you want peace and quiet. Launchers for birds. Training dummies. And e-fences to, you know, help keep your dog on your property. So Dogtra is a great, great company, makes great, great products, and they will have the right training tool for you and your hunting companion to help make him the very best that he can be, whether he's at your feet or out on the hunt. So do me a favor, check out my friends at Dogtra at dogtra.com. That's D-O-G-T-R-A dot com. Now, let me get back to Barney because, uh, you know, we're going to take a few minutes here and talk about Barney's duck call line because, Barney, one thing that, that I, I, I did find out, and this, this really kind of got my attention, you won the world three times with three different duck calls. Correct. And not one of them, in your mind, was the perfect call. So you set out to do that. And let's talk about that a little bit because, uh, uh, you know, winning three times, I mean, they had to, they had to be pretty good. And, and, uh, but, but what I heard you blow out in Oklahoma sounded really good because those calls would do just about anything and everything. So tell me a little bit about Caliph Calls, if you would. This is the 10th anniversary of Caliph Calls. Uh, and you're right. Even though the three calls that I won with, uh, were all good calls. They la- they lacked, as far as the hunting aspect, they all lacked something. And so when I decided to to start my call line, I wanted to make sure that I had at least my flagship call, the, the shocker. I wanted that thing to be able to 
belt out a ring and hail call like you're down on Main Street in Stuttgart. I wanted it super raspy. Uh, it's got a lot of hold on the bottom so you can blow Cajun squeals. It's just the shocker itself is an all-around duck call. It, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, obviously I'm partial, but it's the best, best duck call out there to me. It, well, it's easy yeah. to run. It's got good back pressure. It, it's just, it's one of these calls you pick up and you start hitting it and it's like, God, this is kind of fun. And you just run with it. <laughs> well, and, and let me say this, you know, a call that's got back pressure. <clears throat> and, and I'm going to tell you something. If you've got a call that, that, that kind of gives you that little bit of hang and just doesn't, just doesn't let the air fly, you're going to be able to get a lot more duck sound out of that kind of call. Absolutely. And, and and I I'm I, you know I'm I'm one of those guys I like I like the back pressure because you know you can you can get it and so honestly Monty so many of the contest calls these days really don't have that you know they they they're built for volume more than they're built for duck yes and you know and that air just flies through them so you know there are certainly differences between a contest call and one that you would use for hunting i can tell you that uh, but you've got your shocker and then you did you know one thing that i that i saw that you do you've got uh, you got one called a kamikaze i pretty uh, I, i'm interested in that because that's a short barrel call and i happen to like a short barrel call tell me about that uh, the guy that actually spins my barrels for me, we call it the ultra short barrel. It's almost oh, like two and a half inches long is all. And mm-hmm. I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, an old friend of mine, and he just died here a few months ago, uh, Mel DeLang, uh, down at the Iowa State Duck Calling Contest, his son would always come down and we would we would chat and, and whatnot. And one year he gave me this little barrel that he had turned. And he goes, take this home and play with it. And I did. I, I put a shocker insert in it, and I did this, and I did that, and I did some tuning. And I came up with a duck call that is bad to the bone. It's still got a good, raspy, gnarly sound. But yet, because of that short barrel and the little tuning secret that I do to it, it will almost airlock on a Cajun squeal. It's so mm-hmm. easy to blow the Cajun squeal, which to me is one of the hardest sounds to make, but also one of the most effective. So when I am at a at a uh, contest or a show and I'm selling calls and I demonstrate that cadence wheel, they're almost automatically sold. And so I've come up with instruction and whatnot to help guys learn how to do this. But that, that super short barrel and the little tuning secret I do has got that call. It's actually taken over the number one sales spot in my line. Mm-hmm. Well, I can certainly so, believe that. Hey, hey, man, and we're up on a network break and I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to go ahead and take that. And when we come back, you got a couple of other different calls that you've got, plus some videos and some instructional things, and we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to actually talk about some late-season uh, calling tips uh, that uh, that will help these guys, you know, these last couple of weeks of the season. Folks, stay tuned. Wing and Clay Nation will be right back with Barney Califf after these messages. <laughs> VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? 
If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are. And uh, hey, if you are a social media freak like so many of us have had to become, you know, I'm an old guy and that, you know, it was, it was kind of pulling pulling me through the mud puddle to make me go there, but I've had to do it. Wingandclayradio.com is our website. Uh, if you're a Facebook person, facebook.com slash wingandclayradio. On Twitter, it's twitter.com slash wingclaynation. And on Instagram, instagram.com slash wingandclayradio. Uh, you can also find every show we've ever done, including this one, uh, 24-7 on demand at the uh at the website, uh, wingandclayradio.com, and then you will also can, can find all of our shows on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio's podcast sites. Just search Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation, and you will be there. I'm uh, going to be right back here to Bonnie for just a second, but I want to let everybody know this portion of the show is brought to you by my good friends at Negrini Cases, you know, uh, if you got a gun, a, a nice gun, you probably got a Negrini case. Um, they make gun cases for Beretta, Browning, Blosser, Cesar, Garini, Zoli, uh, Parachi, you name it. They make them. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. Beautiful, hard as a, hard as nails, hard as aluminum, but very lightweight. Uh, the finest Italian leather and upholstery is in those cases. They're TSA and International Airline approved. And I can tell you something. I take mine everywhere I go, on and off of airplanes, in and out of the truck, and they can stand up to it, and they look great, and my guns are absolutely safe. So 
If you're looking for another really, really, really nice gun case, check out my friends at NagriniCases.com. If you like what you see, put my name in the little promo box, spend a couple hundred dollars, write Marty in the little promo box, and they will send you a waterproof ammo box that will hold 100 shells that you can use anywhere that you want to. NagriniCases.com. All right, let me jump back here to Barney Kalin. Barney, we <clears throat> we were talking a little bit about your call line before we had to take that network break. And, um, you know, I, I, we got into the Shocker. Well, we got into the uh, the Kamikaze. Uh, now, you've got, you've got some double read calls. You know, one I think is, a, is an acrylic and another is a, is a, is a wood poly call. Tell, tell us about those doubles because a lot of people might think they want to go there. They do. Um one thing that I'll mention quickly is guys will contact me and they say, I can't get a good rasp out of a single read and I can get them to get a good rasp out of a single read. But there are also guys that just insist on double reads. I call them pressure callers. The guys that don't pay attention enough with their forward pressure that they overblow the call. So these calls are set up where you can just lean on them and, uh, uh, to give kudos to an old friend of mine, he's gone now, Tim Grounds and I used to talk mm-hmm. way back in the day about guys that wanted to be able to really hit a double read hard. And, uh, you know, old Tim helped me out with a design, and uh, that's kind of where I am with that double. I've got the, the acrylic, two of them actually. One's called the double curl, and then I've got that kamikaze in a single and a double. Uh, and then I've got kind of a, uh, a bargain one, um, a wood poly. Uh, those sell for fifty dollars. Guys like those because they kind of got the custom aspect with the with the Coca Cola barrel uh, or diamond wood, whatever it may be. But yet the price is held down because of the uh, polycarbonate insert. Those are always a big hit at any show I do. Well, I mean, because you know, one, you're going to get a great sound out of it. And and like you say, it's got a it's got a bit of a custom feature because of, you know a really nice piece of coca bola or diamond wood is you know it's just nice and heavy and dense and you know and it, it's going to hold up and you know and 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 the sound is is going to be great and uh, you know that that's for the guy that's a little bit on the budget can't really jump into an acrylic call right now you know eventually most of those guys will go to to the acrylic if they get serious enough about it because they know that that's <clears throat> that's ultimately the direction that. Uh, that they'll wind up in, but uh, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a good good way to go. Now you've got a um, you got a goose call, uh, and and I kind of like what I heard about the goose call. You know, it's got a higher pitch, got big volume. It's a short read. Uh, you, I think you call it the band hog. Tell me a little bit about that one. I worked on this design quite a while uh, when we did this. And keep in mind, I'm not a champion goose caller, but I could put a herd on the honkers with it. I wanted something that would reach out because a lot of my hunting is, uh, is migrators, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, high traffic birds, things like that. And I want to reach out and really get that volume out to them. So it's got a little bit higher pitch. It's got a rasp to it. Uh, so you can blow buzz clocks and whatnot a lot easier. Uh, it's just responsive. Uh, my initial goose call I came up with, uh, when I was at Bigfoot decoy company was called the Sasquatch and it was, Longer barrel, uh, more supportive, a lot of back pressure, so it helps you get notes out. This baby is um, more like the hot rod of the goose calls. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not that it's hard to run, but when you do run it, man, you can just let them fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, a lot of my younger pro staff just love the call. 
Well, I, I personally, and, and I'm no champion goose caller either, but <clears throat> but I have had a lot of success with those slightly higher pitch calls. It's something. It's something about that that break, that that bark. It just seems to get out there a lot further, and you know, especially when you need to turn them back around. I mean, you want to really be able to hammer on that thing. And and that higher pitch is it travels really nice and it and it seems to work. So, yeah, I, I'm sure that the that that is a that's a, a great 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 call. Uh, the band hog. That's a that's a pretty cool name too. Um, <laughs> I tell you what what I'm going to do real quick. Uh, I want to thank one of my sponsors, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about your uh, about your videos because you've got some instructional videos out there that are really really cool. So hey guys, <clears throat> you know what we've been talking about duck calls. And, you know, I actually took my duck calls and, and uh, I have a decibel meter that I use because I design gun clubs. So a lot of times I'm having to, to do field testing to find out how much noise we've got in certain places when we start to put in gun clubs. Well, I blew my duck calls here not too long ago around my decibel meter. And it at the, at the top note, you know, taking that deep breath and really read, letting it sing was 118 decibels. You know, and a shotgun sound is about 140. You know, the audiologists will tell you that when you get over 90, you're hurting your ears. You're, you're actually having some hearing loss. And so what do I do? Well, I use a company product called ESP. That's Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, ear protection and shooting go hand in hand. And so, so does calling and uh, and, and hearing. I, I didn't I didn't really realize that until I saw what uh, what the decibel readings were. But uh, you know, ESP they make a custom hearing protection that is made specifically for you and you only. It'll actually have your name on the inside of it when you when you get it built. And uh, they are just absolutely fabulous. Everything over ninety decibels it mutes it. Now you you can have it turned up a little bit so that you can actually hear better with than normal, but anything over ninety, it shuts it down. I use the stealth model. They've got four or five different models that are really really cool. Uh, give them a look. ESPAmerica.com. I think you'll find something in there that uh, might appeal to you, and I can promise you, it will help save your hearing and if you're like me i'm saving what's left of it because uh you know in my early years i didn't use it espamerica.com you'll you'll thank me when you see me down the road bonnie back to you buddy here we go let's talk a little bit about uh your instructional videos i know you you, you've got you've got a, a series one that says keeping it real and you've got three volumes of that but then you've got one that i really want you to talk about Title: Calling Ducks My Way. Folks, pay attention because calling. I've heard this man call ducks live now, not judges. I'm talking about on the wing. Pay attention, Bonnie. Tell me about calling ducks my way. First off, I named it because of a hero of mine. I have been a Jack Nicholas fan all my life, and huh? I have an instructional golf video that he made that it was called Golf My Way. And what I decided to do an instructional duck calling video, I thought, what am I going to call this thing? And I thought, hey, how about calling ducks my way? Not that I call ducks differently, but it's certainly got to have a name. And this is an all-encompassing DVD. And I literally talk about screaming hail calls that you and I were doing back in the, in the, you know, the 90s and all the way down 
quacks, literally everything you can you can talk about. I teach. Mm-hmm. I've got shortcuts. I'm kind of the king of the shortcut guys. Uh, people will come up to me and they'll buy a call and they say, "I need to learn how to run this in three weeks for duck season." And it's like <laughs> that's a tall order, dude. <laughs> okay. But what I would do is I would come up with shortcuts to help them. And in this instructional DVD, uh, I literally teach you how to quack, and 99% of the people I can get them quacking within two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I turn the quack into a hen greeting. And uh, if you want to kill ducks, you can take those two sounds out in the woods, and that's all you'll need. Now, mm-hmm. everything else is in there for guys that want to get what I call third semester sounds, because quite honestly, the more things you can do on a duck call on any given day, the more ducks you're going to call. So this thing, again, is all-encompassing, and it is a, a good DVD. I've sold thousands of these things over the years. They're mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, in addition... And this isn't on the website because it's totally separate, but I did an instructional app. I had a company contact me a year and a half ago or two years ago, and they convinced me that I was a bit of a dinosaur with my technology. He said, DVDs are going away. You need digital. Mm-hmm. So the company is called Got Game Technologies, and we went out, I went out, and recorded a duck call instructional app um, called Duck Tech. And you can get it on uh, oh, what's the, uh, the App Store. And then what's what's iPhone? Is that uh, Google Play? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those two places. Again, it's called Duck Tech. $4.99 download. It's got everything in it that the, the uh, instructional DVD does. But obviously, it's uh, technological advanced. <laughs> True. Well, yeah. And, I'm a, and, I'm a and let's face it. Well, look. Now, here you and I both. And here's the thing. you got all these young guys. You know, and they don't have time to sit down and, and, and look at anything. So they're always zooming around, but they've always got, you can't find any of them without a cell phone in their hand. So, uh, you know, you can uh, you can get this right on your cell phone. You can get that app right on your cell phone and you're in business no matter no right. matter where you are. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that is great stuff. Now, uh, your website, and, and we'll repeat it again toward the end of the show, is califcalls.net. Now, folks, that's C-A-L-E-F calls.net. That's right, Bonnie? Right. That it? Okay. That's it. And and there you can find all of the all of the different calls that uh, that that Bonnie has for sale, uh, the things that we've talked about. Um, a little bit about your, your other video production that you did though. I mean, I you know, I still look at DVDs, keeping it real. 1 2 3. What what you got in there? Um, what I've had in all of my DVDs over the years, lots of mallards, lots of good calling. Uh, a lot of stuff out of a blind boat. People over the years have, have contacted me, and they love the fact that we can take a boat blind and go out there and set up however we need to with the wind and the sun and kill a bunch of ducks, uh, joke around, cook breakfast. It's just, you know, it, it's guys going out hunting as opposed mm-hmm. to guys trying to make a production. Big difference, honestly. Well, sounds like a lot of fun to me, <clears throat> and, and that's for sure. Now, we're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, take a few minutes here and talk about hunting and folks I, I want i want to do this i got one one more uh, sponsor partner that uh, that you, that you need to hear about and hey if you're an upland bird hunter and you know we've already talked about that earlier in the show we're talking ducks now but marty's going upland bird hunting tomorrow i'm, I'm chasing quail if you're an upland bird hunter good chance you're always looking for the next great place to hunt and they're hard to find now if you live in the southeast or if you're planning a trip down to the atlanta georgia area 
Do me a favor, get in touch with my good friends out at Etowah Valley Game Preserve. They're in Dawsonville, Georgia. You know, if you're a NASCAR fan, awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Oh, Bill Elliott, that's where he was from. Well, that's that's where Etowah Valley Game Preserve is, too. Now, they're about an hour north of Atlanta in the beautiful foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. They've got a great feathers and clay package where you can shoot 50 sporting clays in the morning. You can have lunch with your guide, and then you can head out to the field, have a great upland hunt for quail, for pheasants, for chucker. Uh, it, it's going to be absolutely great. And here's the best thing. You can even take your own dog if you want to. And a lot of people struggle to find places that will allow them to take their own personal dog. Etowah Valley Game Preserve will let you do that. Great people, great grounds, beautiful grounds, and really fast-flying birds. So give them a shout. Check them out at EtowahValleyGamePreserve.com. Bonnie, I am back to you, and it's time to talk a little bit about duck hunting technique. It's late season. You know, you know, we, you know, we, we kind of scratched our head, and finally late in the afternoon, we, we found some ducks that actually did what they were supposed to do. But um, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, the... You know, late season's tough, man. I mean, uh, you know, it. Uh, the, the birds are call shy. They're they're decoy shy. They're blind shy. They're a little bit of everything. I mean, from a calling stamp perspective, you know, and you're, you're a call guy. Let's talk about that. When it comes to late season calling, what do you do that's maybe a little different from what you might do earlier in the year? Uh, <clears throat> I call less. Simply that. Uh-huh. I've noticed as I get older... You know, when I was young, uh, I'd blow that call. I remember a judge telling me something one time about that, my 24-carat hail call. You know, back then, <laughs> it, man, it was just nothing but beating up on those ducks, pounding on them with the calls. And over the years, I've morphed into this old guy that sits there and pays attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And what I do, essentially, is if the birds are coming in silently, I just let them come in, and they'll swing downwind, I'll hit them five or six notes right then. And if they're going to do it, they usually do it on that call. Uh, right. I call it the less is more approach. And I do mm-hmm. this, if I can get my hunting buddies, especially to lay off their calls, because we're all good callers and we all want to call ducks. But sure. if you can say, Hey, let me, let me do this bunch and show them how effective it is mm-hmm. to not give away all your goodies right up front. It's kind of like playing, playing poker. Uh, right. You're keeping your ace in the hole. And, Again, I cannot ex- uh, stress enough, if you get a flock of in and they start to bank those decoys and swing downwind, and you've not made a sound up to this point, and you bark out a greeting uh, or a comeback because they're essentially leaving, uh, that's all you'll have to do most of the time. You can literally mm-hmm. put your call in your pocket and get two hands on that shotgun. Yeah, I mean, once they, once they turn, once they, once you hook them, you know, that, that, is, that is an immediate sign that there's an interest there. And that's, sure. that's, that's what you're looking for. I mean, you know, so many people, you know, they, <clears throat> you get these high ducks and they just, they just sit on those things and I mean, literally blow their lungs out, you know, trying to reach up there to get, you know, and if, if those, if those ducks don't lock those wings and give you some indication that, that they've got an interest, you're just wasting air. You are. For, for the most part. And that's, that's the what? case even early season. I mean, and, and of course the yeah. ducks. They they get call shy because of that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. When I was young, and again, once I started getting good on a duck call, you couldn't convince me that I couldn't call everything that came by. And I can remember sitting up there on the Missouri River, blowing 
note after note after note that high bucks trafficking up and down that river. And I'm with you. If if you break a couple down or you see a couple wings locked, yeah, pour it on them. But if they're trucking by and those wings are deliberate, put the call back in your pocket. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot easier now at my age, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. But but I you know and 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 we both have seen it you know you you hunt with guys and you know and the, and these are guys that are getting experience and and the way to get experience is to go out there and, and get your butt handed to you every now and then and you start to learn pretty quick, you know maybe yeah, I'm yeah, overdoing you it, you know I'm kind of overdoing this and that <clears throat> that's uh that that's that's somewhat problematic now, you know when you're when you're doing when you're setting decoys okay so we you know we we want to call this we want to call to be effective and uh, you know in late late season if those if those birds will give you that interest you're right you probably got them i'm you know i'm with you a thousand percent on that but what about your decoy sets and things like that i mean do you, do, is there anything that you do a little bit different no no not really the, the only thing that i've noticed over the years and, and we tend to run pretty big spreads of decoys because we're uh trafficking birds on the missouri river so they're going mm-hmm. off the lake out to feed and then coming back down the river, heading back towards the lake. So you've got to have, number one, some volume with your calls, spinning wing decoys, certainly, and a large spread of decoys. And then as the season gets going, if the birds get a little stale, we start scaling back on the size of the spread. Um, and then we can go one step further. If they're really getting bad, we'll actually increase the size of that spread and go, you know, double what we'll be doing. We'll put out 300 decoys as opposed to, you know, 80 or 90. And, uh, uh-huh. it's, it's kind of a, a catch 22. You got to figure out whether they want this small little finesse spread or whether you're going to, uh, essentially overbear them with a giant spread. And uh-huh. that's just, um, uh, you know, playing the game enough to finally figure out what they're going to see and, and what they want to do. Well, and a lot of times you can you can see that early too. I mean, you can see it early in the morning it, it, because ducks tend to be creatures of habit. And as long as that wind doesn't change, they're pretty much going to do a lot of times the same thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, uh, but that, that's interesting that you say that because a lot of people will tell, oh, you, 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 you know, you got too many decoys. You need to take decoys away. But I, I find that interesting. And I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and totally agree with you that, hey, sometimes there's strength in those numbers where, you know, those ducks are saying, you know, hey, everybody's gathered in here. It must be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and that that makes that makes an awful lot of sense. Now we've got we've got just a just a few minutes left, about four minutes left in the show. But I want to take a couple of minutes. Tell me a little bit about your about your TV. You know, you were the host of Drake's Migration Nation. Uh, tell me a couple a couple of great spots that you went to in a couple of minutes, and then we'll uh, we'll close everything out. Uh, I'll be dead honest. I didn't go to anything that the general public is going to say, oh, man, that sounds good. I'd like to go there. I've got some areas in Oklahoma and some buddies I rely on that, as a rule, are so consistent year after year after year that, you know, when you're shooting a TV show and, you know, the boss is forking out hundreds of dollars a day for key, uh, for uh, cameramen and, you know, you're eating, eating out on the road and you're staying at a hotel, you want to make sure you get the job done when you go to a shoot. So, I always went to places that I knew had some birds, certainly, um, mm-hmm. but yet were huntable birds. I didn't want to go somewhere that it was super, super tough and cameramen were an issue and whatnot. So, again, shooting TV and going duck hunting are two radically different things. Uh, uh, yes, they are. I love them both. <laughs> I love to go hunting. Don't get me wrong. 
but I've always got a kick out of making a good quality waterfowl production, whether it's a TV show or a DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, and the crazy thing about that, <clears throat> and a lot of guys that, that, that don't do TV and don't, and a, and a lot of folks that listen that are now trying to film hunts, you know, guys, if the camera didn't see it, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> you know, it, it may have happened for, for Barney and me, but if the camera didn't pick it up, it didn't happen for the viewer. And that's uh, that's always something that makes it an awfully lot tougher. So, uh, Barney, we're, 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 we're kind of up on the end of the show here, buddy. I um, uh, Tell me one more time. Let's, let's make sure we, we get that website out there. So I'm going to let you say it this time. What's your website? It is calefcall.net. C-A-L-E-S-C-A-L-L-S dot net. Okay, and the um, site for the app. Say it one more time, Marty. The site for the app, the Duck Tech app, oh, how, do they, how do they find that? Yeah, depending on whether it's Android or iPhone, um, I think, and again, this is old school me, <laughs> I think Android is uh, the app store, and I think uh, iPhone is uh, Google Play. But anybody that's got those phones, they know where they need to go to buy those apps. Sure, but sure. Again, sure. it's called Duck Tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that T E C H? D U C K T E C H. Yes. Yep. Yep. Want to make sure that's right because that's, you know, that's that's something that's pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, that is that's an immediate hook right there. And you know, and you and make an investment of five bucks, and you're going to be a happy guy because I can promise you, there's a lot, lot, lot of information on there, Barney. I, I can't thank you enough, buddy, for for taking the time out of your day. I, you know, I'm sorry it's three degrees and it's forecast to be even colder than that, but uh, I had a great time, <laughs> buddy. Thank you so much. Great Marty. information. <laughs> It's not three anymore, trust me. <laughs> it's <colder. laughs> Oh, God. Well, listen, great information, and, I, and um, you know, I, I promise you that a lot of folks are, are going to get a great deal of, uh, great deal of help out of, out of what you said today. And, folks, that's Barney Califf, three times World Duck Calling Champion, and he actually did that in 89, 99, and 2000, so you know, different decades and two different centuries, if you can believe that. So, folks, thank you for, for listening. Barney, thank you for being a part of the show. Folks, we will see you next week with another exciting episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Take a kid hunting, be safe, have fun, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.